I think there are three things that are important for this space. First is you need to be known in the in, in the space, in the community by the collectors, right? A lot of collectors not only invest on the art, but also in, in the artists. Second is, of course, it's the art. <laughs> it's always the art, you know, if it's if it's good, if it's um, strike someone's emotions, if, if it's um, interesting. And third, it's the the uniqueness of the art, right? I think Ruben is an example where, you know, he created this um, groundbreaking technological way to represent art from his photography. And I think that's that's what Web3 is all about. It's all about innovation, right? The Web3 itself born out of innovation. Hello and welcome to the People of Web3 podcast, where we talk to creators, builders, and thought leaders in the Web3 space. We explore and unpack ideas, values, and strategies that hopefully can help all of us navigate this Web3 movement with a bit more purpose and clarity. If this sounds interesting to you, then feel free to subscribe. But other than that, please enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the People of Web3 podcast. I'm Frank and Blaine as the co-host. And today we have Stanley, our guest was a photographer, um, won awards, international awards, have been exhibited, have been published, um, has been on interviewed on live TV. A lot of amazing things. Welcome, Stanley. Okay. Hey, welcome, welcome. It's good to be here, guys. I'm uh, very excited to have a chat with you guys about Web3 and um, photography. Cool. So maybe just to get us started, you can do a self-introduction, let everyone know what you do, who you are. Yeah, GM everyone. So um, in back in 2018, I left my career as uh, an engineer to pursue my passion in um, travel photography. So for the first 30 years of my life, you know, I am, I was born in an um, an Asian culture, especially uh, specifically in Indonesia. And for the first three years of my life, I felt like I wasn't living my own life. I wasn't living my own dream. I felt like I did, uh, I made all of my decision based on what's safe, based on what the society, the status quo, what my parents and the culture think is the right way. So when I found photography, it was it was an eye opening because I didn't realize that there was any other way um, to to live, but you know, to go to good school, get a good grade so that you can go to university, get a good grade in university so that you can get a good job, you know, um, try to get promoted, buy a house, get married, and die, basically, right? Um, so when I found this, um, it was it was an eye opening because. As an engineer, um, you know, even though I love it, it wasn't my, where my true passion lies. So there was a time in my life where I literally felt like it was really hard to uh, to to wake up and just, you know, I found I don't have purpose to go through the day. And um, at some point I have this quote of Steve Jobs um, quote on my bathroom mirror, which says, you know, if today were the last day of my life, would I do what I'm about to do today? And, you know, from there, basically, I started to change um, things, right? Started to change the way I approach life. And long story short, um, half, um, you know, uh, half a decade later, here I am. So my journey 
hasn't been the easiest way. Um, you know, for when I left my career as an engineer, I didn't know anything about photography, uh, about um, how to make money from photography. I was, I didn't know who to ask for help. Right. Um, I was literally just figuring it out on my own. Um, and I spent a good part of the first two years literally figuring things out and trying things out. And it wasn't until the third year of my journey where I found a passion. My true passion in photography was to be able to help other people to pursue their, um, their passion as well. Right. Um, and that's why I decided to become a mentor. Um, although I do a lot of different stuff as well in photography, um, I mainly focus on mentorship and helping other people to be better in photography and um, pursue their passion and dream life um, by doing what they want to do. So long story short, um, about two years ago, I met, you know, Web3, um, NFT. It was a crazy experience. You know, mm -hmm. you kind of um, actually it was it was it was a, it was before the craze happened. Um, a friend of mine told me, it's like, you got to make your photography NFT. And I'm just like, I couldn't really figure out how it works, you know, how it applies and everything. So I could I could say that I was I was there early, but I wasn't there um, I was there early, but late, right? <laughs> I was, I had my first art minted quite early before the craze, but I didn't really understand the whole concept, the whole idea until it was quite late. So yeah, here I am now um, today, you know, um, one of the way, uh, you know, going back to my journey, um, one of the way where I learned to become a better photographer was just submitting my photos into competition, get feedbacks, and um you know through that i was able to um um to to get over 100 awards you know get published exhibited and so forth and um now i'm pretty much focusing on giving back to the community and giving back to other people and photographers um through my mentorship through the events that um you know that we are holding and um to help other people to you know learn from my mistake and get there so much faster so can you share a little bit about um, what you did before you got into Web3? So you say you do uh, mentorship. Um, I think you also sell, uh, do workshops, photography workshops. Um, what else do you do in terms of income streams and um, making it a, a living? And then after you got into the space, did that change? Were you able to do something new? Is there a new business model? Um, I just want to see what if there's any difference in terms of how your day-to-day -day career looks like. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, so when I left engineering, um, one thing that I realized is that it's really important to, to have the why, to have a purpose. And without a purpose, you will always gonna feel lost regardless what you do. So I have, you know, three, three mission in my life, which is first, I want to help others, people who are in, you know, who I was or in my place um, before and help them to um, live a fulfilled life through their passion, um, to be able to travel and see the world and find a unique perspective of the world and to be able to share that with the people who doesn't have perhaps the ability, the time or uh, the, um, the opportunity to be able to do that. So 
before that, um, I tried a whole bunch of stuff, honestly, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, I tried from, um, I was in, um, high-end fashion. Um, I tried portrait. Actually, I do about two and a half years um, of portrait photography in Lake Louise. Um, I did, you know, prints, of course, and I'm still doing prints because that's how I share um, all of this um, phenomenons and beautiful moments with the rest of the world. Um, I did real estate um, villas. I even tried to be influencers at at some point. One thing that I never got into was um, commercial photography. Um, I even tried to do like food and product photography. I never really got into commercial photography because I knew it wasn't the things that I wanted to do. I wanted to be more, um, you know, about um, travel, nature and so forth. Um, So I never really got into commercial photography. I've dabbled and tried it. And um, it's, I know right away that it was, you know, some of the things that I just, you know, I would do it for a good money, but I wouldn't do it for the long-term sort of thing. So, uh, and that goes the same with, you know, real estate and um, villas and so forth. So now um, I'm focusing on selling my art, um, you know, um, and the main idea is that to go back to, the mission is to be able to share all of this beautiful art, this beautiful moment by be able by being able to bring happiness and bring positivity to people's life, right? Um, by being able to spread some of these moments that are difficult to see that not everybody get a chance and have the ability to to experience, as well as um, focusing on the mentorship side um and that's what i'm um, um i'd like to do now um as well as giving back to the community how i can help other photographers other people to find that fulfillment um that true passion in their life so what is the web tree and the web two? how does how does it make a difference well the way i said um the web tree and the web two. the i think the really cool thing about the web tree it's the culture, um, you know, more than anything. Um, the smart contract, the NFT, it's it's great, uh, but it's 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 just the tool, right? The thing that I really love is the collaborations, the the mindset of collaboration, the mindset of helping each other, the mindset of um, of community. Um, I think that is the true um, the difference between Web two and Web three for me. In terms of smart contract and all of that, um, I mean, they already exist in the web too, right? Um, we can already um, certify a photo print if we wanted to with certification. Of course, it's not the best way to do it, which is why I truly believe Web3 is the next, um, you know, the next or the future. Um, but it, 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 it has been there. Um, the difference for me is the mindset and the thinking process of the Web3. Um. So you mentioned you do photography, uh, travel photography. Is there a specific genre that you do? Landscapes or um, wildlife? Not really. I just, I like to shoot everything. Um, Of course, there are some things that I'm more passionate about than than others. And that is in astrophotography and adventure photography. Um, I, I like to say um, I like going to stupid places at stupid o'clock during stupid conditions. <laughs> and, um, you know, 
I'd, uh, there was this one time where um, we literally um, hike up or we call it skinning up with um, my split board going up to the summit of the mountain. Um, and it was negative 30 degrees Celsius in Canadian Rockies. And the reason, one of the reasons why we want to go up there is because there was a good Aurora um, forecast, right? Um, to see the Aurora. But the problem is in Canadian Rockies, it's surrounded by by mountains. So in order to be able to see the Aurora, you need to, um, it, it, it either need to be a really strong forecast or you need to go high enough to be able to see the in the horizon and at that time there was so many low clouds so we know if we want to be able to see you know a glimpse of aurora we we need to to um to hike up at the high uh, vantage point so that's what we did we we skin up with um with our um our snowboard uh, our skis uh we took our cameras it was we left around I think it was 9 p.m. We got to the summit around 1, um, uh, sorry, 9, yeah, 9 p.m. And we got to the summit around 1 a.m. It was freezing cold. Um, probably had about 40 minutes um, sleep, uh, one hour, 40 minutes sleep because we were just too tired. We couldn't handle it, but we couldn't really sleep because it was so cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was it was one of the best experience that I've, um, I've, I've ever had in, in my photography in my life, um, you know, um, if that. And um, yeah, that's that's where the passion kind of lies. God. Yeah, that's adventure photography <laughs> for sure. Um, just want to quickly add because I didn't ask this just now. So you're based in Bali. Um, are you from Indonesia or where have you lived before? Ooh, that's a long. That's a long. Um, I remember you stayed <laughs> in Australia for a bit, no? Yeah, hundred percent. So I was born in West Java, in um, in the island there, and um, in in the Java island. And then during middle school, I spent a little bit of time, a couple of years in Los Angeles. I came back to Indonesia for high school, went to Australia for university. And that's where I became an engineer and, you know, go through that um, part of my life. And when I left engineering, um, I did two months trip across Indonesia. I did four months driving around the continent of Australia. It was 40,000 kilometers worth of driving. And I spent two and a half years in Canada until the COVID hits. So when the COVID hits, my visa ran out and I decided to come back here. So actually, when you ask me, you know, where, yes, I'm currently based in Bali, but um, I'm pretty much a nomadic. You know, I live um, of a suitcase. All I need is in a suitcase and uh, my camera bag. And I could literally leave anytime I want. You know, there is nothing really tying me to one location or another. Nice. I like that. The, that nomadic lifestyle. I also try and have all my possessions just kind of in one, one suitcase. Um, I'm not like a photographer, like a good photographer like you guys, but I, the camera is always like an integral part that I have to squeeze into that suitcase somewhere um you're so you're a photographer you're an artist uh, whenever i speak to artists i always kind of like to ask this high level question um because it is subjective and and people have so many interesting perspectives around it but when it comes to art how do you define what art is like how do you think about what art actually is and how do you see photography fitting into that 
concept? Yeah, that's that is a great question. And um actually I only just start thinking about art when we, you know, when Frank, uh, myself and Ruan organized NFT Art Week. Right. Um, people ask us, it's like, well, you know, what would you consider art? And I literally I Googled it um, and it's literally art is it's an expression. Right. It's an expression of oneself. So for me, art is about the emotion, the emotion that it touch on, the emotion that um, it feels, um, you know, of course, it can be in a form of um a media uh, sorry uh, an image it can be a form of painting it could be in a form of sculpture but you know you've seen this thing right um where people are just calling it stupid it's like why would people buy that kind of art it's just a square or it's just an empty canvas but people still buy it because it's about the emotion behind what it represents so for me when you ask me what art is Art is an expression of oneself, right? It could be a concept. It could be uh, the way we, you see the world, the way you interpret the world. And where does photography fit in? I guess it lies behind the intention. So, for example, a lot of the photos that I've taken for um, the Milky Way are um, intentionally crafted, right? In, in a sense that um i plan the timing you know oh it's gonna line up this way this is the type of photo that i will get and you know i'm gonna create this this and that right now that i call that a photo art compared to some of the photos where um let's say when i work as um uh, when i take photo of events for example i wouldn't consider that as an art because it's more a documentary right it's just capturing what's happened and preserving preserving that particular moment for the future. And for me, that's more uh, that falls under a documentary, right? Now, can a documentary photography be an art? 100%, right? But at the end of the day, it really lies back in the intention behind it. That's how I kind of say it all fit in. Okay, cool. Yeah, I always interested to hear what other artists define art um so now i want to dive into community community is a word that's being thrown around a lot in the web3 space um in the pfp space in the art space but i want to know um before web3 were you able to um, build a community around photography i know you do mentorship you do workshops um and compare that to now in Web3, where um, the culture is different, technology is different. Do you think the Web3 technology empowered you um, to build a stronger, more sustainable community? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I never really understand that word community um, <laughs> until I am in the Web3 space. And even in the Web3 space, I don't really understand it, um, you know, until quite recently, right? Especially when we start doing the NFT Bali Art Week. That was a big eye opening of what a true community feel like. Um, you know, people kind of throw away, um, throw, throw, um, throw around this word community, 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 um, because it is the, the jargon of the space. But um, I think the word community is quite powerful and quite deep. Um, you know, uh, community is a group of people where they have the same interests and 
will back each other and support each other when um, during the times is hard, right? I like to, to say um, community is like an underwear. You don't always see it, but they're always there. <laughs> so, um, so difference, I guess the difference comes back with the mindset, right? Um, a lot of people um, see, okay, community, 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 but they only care about themselves. I think when you really truly care about community, you need to step back from um, our ego, from what we want to build for ourselves and give um, give back before you ask for um, for something in return. And um, when you do that, then that's where a true community um, um, are built, right? Because people are building based on each other's best interests and being able to give as the best way they can to each other and lift each other up through doing that. And I think that's, that is a true, um, a true, definition of of a community so were you able to build a community prior to web3 you think Did well you have i that? didn't even i didn't even know what's a community was <laughs> so the answer the short answer is no like i didn't even know like i never even it never even come across my mind you know like oh i need to build a community i need to be part of a community or um you know and and i think like it's 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 really funny how we we say this in the space you know it's like oh we need to build a community we need to build a community i think what we need to do is like if we give enough to the same um the uh the people who are in the same space with the same interests that become your community you don't need to build it it will be there you know it's 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 organically happen so um yeah i think um i i truly understand that community until there so um how does that apply to what i'm doing with photography and um, everything that i do in um you know with my entrepreneurship and so forth it's basically i have a mission right and some people will relate to that mission and some people will um, want to be part of the movement of that mission, but some people doesn't relate to that and that's okay, right? Um, the people who resonated, they will jump on board. And a good example is when we did NFT um, Art Week, NFT Bali Art Week, we have a very strong um, mission um, that a lot of community jump on board to support us, right? Um, we didn't build it. We literally, you know, some of those people, like we come across, like I came across Wim from Obscura Dao literally through a tweet and I DM him and I say, hey, I want to do this. And I think it would be cool. And then he was like, let's have a chat, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I find that that is community. You know, if you have to force and build community, I don't think it's going to be sustainable because, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, there is, there is an external factor that made people want to be there. And when that factor is gone away, it will fade away. Mm -hmm. But if they are there for the mission to, for the, um, the journey, right. Regardless during the bear market, the bull market, the hard time, the, um, economic crisis, whatever it is, the true community will always be there. Yeah, I think that's a really good insight. I mean, 
in the blockchain space community is a massive kind of thing that you hear a lot and everyone that you speak to is trying to build a community. But I often find that, like you mentioned, that can sometimes feel like a forced sort of uh, activity where you're trying to force this community growth. But if you begin first with the why, you know, the, the mission behind the mission, the purpose, and then you kind of act on that mission, naturally people will gravitate towards that who also align with those sorts of values. So I think that's, that's probably a good approach just in general for anyone listening um, who maybe they would like to start a community at some point is maybe just really get clarity on the things that you care about, your mission, kind of act on that, communicate that with others. And then once they kind of see you doing that thing and that resonates with them, then you know, they'll probably hop on board. They'll send you a DM, DM they'll slide into your DMs and and be like, oh, I dig what you do. Like, let's catch up for a call or like, how can I help out? Um, I think that's probably a good way to begin that community building process. Um, and I, can, can I just add one one quick mm. thing? I literally um, did a, a presentation about community um, recently, I think two days ago. And you know, who is the example that I use? Uh, the example that I use is Mahatma Gandhi. Mm. right he built a community out of nothing right he doesn't have money he doesn't have you know um all he have is a mission mm. and an intention and through that he was able to uh, what's the word for i don't want to say recruit but you know like people just follow him for what he want to do because people truly believe in 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 his mission in his vision and truly believe in his intention all he did was just, you know, um, do what he believed on and people follow. And, um, you know, through that, like, you know, um, he made such a big impact, not only in his country, but in the world, right? Creates an impact. And just imagine, you know, back then, there is, there is no mobile like phone. He didn't have an Instagram account. Exactly. <laughs> right? So, so that's, that's a good example, you know, when yeah. people want to say, it's like, I want to build a community. Well, you know, look look at Mahatma Gandhi, and you see you see how a true community is being formed. Um, I believe that you know in this Web three space, sometimes we are. I feel like we we're forced to make things very quickly, um, making make things happen very quickly, um, and for that reason, we dilute the true meaning of that community. Hundred percent agree. From the perspective of the photographers, if we look at Web three. Where do you see the value in Web3? Where do you see the opportunities on Web3 from the pers from the perspective of a photographer? So if the photographer is listening in, they're like, I've heard of Web3, they're interested. Mm -hmm. What are those carrots that will get them to convert them to the dark side? I think the big things is going to be um, provenance. And um, I'm going to um, explain that through... Uh, words that are more um, relatable um, to 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 most people. If some people are hearing it from the web too, um, I think this is an era. It's it's an interesting era nowadays, right? Um, we are no longer an era where, um, you know, about 20, 30 years. It's about how cool one person is. That's how people become successful. Now. People are sick of that. Now people are care. Uh, people cared about 
how much that person create a positive impact, whether it's through there's the um, other people, their community, their surrounding, right? So um, if we look at the um, uh, the Web3 culture, I think if you look at some of the brands, some of the not only brands, but also uh, entrepreneur, solopreneur, artists that have made it in the space, they, they're able to, to do that. They're able to give back, create a community and be able to be successful from that. And we have seen that from, from time to time. So it's no longer about, you know, how cool I am, but it's more about how much can you impact, um, you know, other people. And this is really cool because um, many photographers who are, you know, quote, unquote, um, not known or never heard of in, you know, Instagram era because they don't have thousands or hundred thousands of followers could make it in this, in this, in this, in this space because um, they willing to give back to the community. But what I'm truly, and what I'm truly interested, um, excited about in, 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 in photography or in, um, in the NFT, especially uh, in the smart contract is the ability to <clears throat> um, the ability to authenticate, right? The ability to track um, as well as the ability to um, collaborate. Um, a lot of that become more transparent. A lot of that become um, nail in the blockchain, right? Um, it's a lot difficult. A lot more difficult to um, to to what do you call it? Um, to change or to create a fake identity. I know it's not um, it's not impossible, and there is still a lot of scams out there. I I understand um, the the technology is not perfect, but it is the first step. And just like everything in life, you know, changes is never easy. Changes is never um, smooth. Um, and this is the changes that we are we are feeling right now. It's there's a lot of exciting things, but there's also a lot of challenges that we have to come across because uh, before this become the thing of the future, right? Uh, but yeah, look, um, you know, we have to step out of our comfort zone to to be able to do that. And I think where um, as an entrepreneur myself, right, um, where the Web3 become powerful is when we're able to integrate it with our day-to-day -day life, right? When we're able to integrate that with, um, um, with, with what we do, um, you know, going to the gym, um, going on a photo trip, going on a travel. If um, That's where um, the NFT or the Web3 become very, um, what they call it, seamless. Um, especially in the future, I could just see that. So now I want to dive in more into the photography side. Um, since you joined the space, um, I think you're quite active in the NFT photography communities, um, that space in general. What are some things that you observed that um, the photography space in Web3 kind of evolved from in maybe two years ago, one year ago, um, when it was the hype. I mean, you joined before the hype. So from that to the hype, back down now to the bear market, where do you see the NFT photography going, moving forward? Um, 
do you mean like what what is the future of nft photography from here or can you rephrase your question frank yes i want to i want to hear more about um nft photography space because you've been in for for a long time and for me i only just started to get into it um what are i just want to see if there's any kind of trends that are going on in the photography specifically because i see this medium um in web3 very differently than illustrations and 3d that that are that are people can use to do um derivative art for pfp projects they use ai a lot um they you know i see photography kind of different from the the rest so i just well, i'm just curious what are some observations that you see um about the photography communities and the space in Web3 that maybe people who are not in the photography communities, they don't see from the outside. The photography community in the Web3 are um, pretty tight, actually. They're, um, you know, good, a lot of good people in there and um, it's quite enjoyable to be part of it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's like one big family and um, I really wish that we could teleport and, and just meet people from different parts of the world. Because, uh, you know, sometimes that's what it feel like. And a lot of that, you know, we, we, it, it, the, um, it came from the impact of um, Twitter space and Clubhouse where, you know, now we can talk and back and forth, um, have a back and forth conversation with people instead of before it's kind of a broadcasting right um so that's what's uh, really cool about it now <clears throat> photography uh photography have of course it has changed a lot you know when it first started um it was about collections people are making collections and um you know um uh, 15 collection 50 collections and then from there it's kind of shifted to one on ones i suppose it's probably start with one on ones and then collection or maybe they kind of just happen next to each other and then it shifted through um through uh, open edition, limited edition, and so forth. And now we kind of see basically mix of everything in there. And um, what I see, um, <clears throat> what I see quite exciting in the space is now how um, creators are start collaborating with each other, creating new ways of doing art. And I think um, for um, if you want to focus for like a collector's, um, a collector's NFT photography type of things, um, I think there are three things that are important for this space. Um, first um, is um, you need to be known in the in in the space in the community by the collectors, right? A lot of um, collectors not only invest on the art but also in in the artists. Um, second is, of course, it's the art. <laughs> it's always the art, you know. If it's if it's good, if it's um, strike someone's emotions, if if it's um, interesting, um, and it can be presented in many different ways um, to be able to do that. Um, and third, it's the. Ooh, I lost my train of thought there. I have the third one. Now it's kind of it's kind of walk away on me, um, but. Yeah, in um, oh, third is the uniqueness of the art, right? Um, I think Ruben is an, an example where you know he create this um groundbreaking, um, technological way to represent art from his photography, and 
I think that's that's what Web3 is all about. It's all about innovation, right? The Web3 itself born out of innovation. Um, and um, you know, I think if we um sure it's there's nothing wrong to just um to just sell your photography, but um I think when it if we can um what do you call it? If we can put different different things or different um if we can adopt different way of presenting our photo. Um, that become a lot more interesting, that become a lot more fun to consume um, the contents, to experience. Um, for for myself, I think where photography um, stand out is to be able to see a past moment and be able to experience that past moment today, right? I still don't know how that, you know, the, the mechanics of that, right? But if you could be there, look at this particular photo and feel the exact thing that you're feel that I'm feeling when I was there, you know, the cold, the wind, the uh the sun rays that's on your um your eyes that you can't see anything, you know, all of that. I think when 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 we can um recreate that through AR, through whatever, I think that's where photography become very very exciting in the in the space mm, okay so you say for photographers who would be stepping into web3 um, for the first time maybe think about more than just creating the art but also how you present how you distribute the art using the blockchain technology and there are some great very creative ways of uh, doing so by artists already and People keep coming up with new ideas. Some people, they sell prints and they burn the print in real life in order for people to get the NFT, vice versa. So a lot of creative ways to do it and play with a smart contract. Um, yeah, this it's fun. It's exciting times for, for artists and photographers to step in. Very cool. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think um, it's, it's time um, for people to be encouraged to try and not to be afraid to fail um you know um it's it's a time where innovations is uh is excitement and um failures is just one of those things right failures is the it's part of success without failures you can never get to into success yeah definitely an exciting time um definitely encouraged creatives to kind of play around with these kind of new technologies Another new technology that's out at the moment is kind of like AI. I mean, it's been around for a while, but it's kind of skyrocketed in, in popularity recently. I posted something on Instagram about a month ago, like a wildlife generated photograph, uh, photograph on, on Midjourney. I posted it up and kind of asked the question around, you know, what do you wildlife photographers think of the direction of photography when you combine it with AI? Because it's, there's a few pros to it, but there's also a lot of um, potential risks and there's a lot of things that photographers are maybe a bit anxious about. Where, where do you see uh, photography um, kind of evolving or adapting to the rise of AI? Um, I think it really depends what you want to do photography, right? Um, if you want to do photography, um, you know, some people do photography because they want to get a bunch of followers on Instagram, right? And they see that, well, why would I go out there when I could sit on my sofa and um, create this in AI? 
and mm. get more followers creating in an AI than learning how to become a better photographer, um, waking up in the morning and all this stuff, right? Well, then if that is your mission, then, you know, why bother being a photographer? I think photography never going to change. Maybe commercially it will, um, you know, shift a little bit with the, uh, the power of AI. But for me, for example, my purpose of um, doing photography is to go out there, um, mm. you know, experience the moment and being able to capture it. Right. Um, it doesn't matter if somebody else can recreate it through AI. They, if I were to do that, then I couldn't enjoy that experience, right? And um, what I, what I, uh, you know, I like, I called my photography the wicked hunt, right? And mm -hmm. the reason behind that is because in the past there was a time where I would go to a location, literally to recreate what I have seen in the internet, right? I was like, okay, like got there. It's like, where is the angle? Where is the lighting? Okay, this is it. Take a photo, go home, right? But I realized that that is not photography. Photography is to 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 look, um, to, to be able to capture the moments through the lens of a camera, right? And it only become truly yours when you can use your own vision, use your own perspective, use your own interpretation. So then <clears throat> with that mindset in mind, I enjoy the wicked hunt. I enjoy the adventure. Photography is just the um, the That's trophy. Right. So if if I go up to the mountain, right, and everything become cloud out, I'll take photo of that cloud and I will be proud of it and say it was a crappy day, <laughs> but I went anyway and I had a lot of fun. Right? Mm -hmm. It was if it was a great if it was a great sunset, even better. You know, I went through all of this, you know, got um, got lost in everything, you know, almost gave up, but I pushed through and got this shot, right? It's, it's, yeah. So photography for me was a way to um, eternalize a moment, a way to, um, to, 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 to tell myself, well done, good job for, for going out there and see the rest of the world and see what's, you know, the beauty around uh, our world. Yeah, I think that's a good take because when I think of kind of AI and if you use a kind of tool like Midjourney to create and like to generate an image, you're generating the the trophy, kind of the the output, the visual output of something. But you can't you can't use AI to to recreate that experience that led up to that photo. And that's I think that has a lot of um value. Um not just in the photographer, that whole experience of kind of trekking through the jungle or whatever to in Canada to take that photo of the Aurora, the Northern Lights, that's like profound for the photographer. But there's a lot of probably lessons that you can communicate through that experience um, that you couldn't ex that you couldn't communicate if you just generated the trophy on on Mid Journey. Um, and that's not to say that generating those trophies don't have value, but that kind of different things. Um, so I, I think they will coexist because the fact is you can't um, replicate those physical um, experiences that are linked with photography. 100%. And I think, you know, with photography, it's just a lot deeper in meaning, right? Um, you know, Frank, um, you have one of your photo um, published in that geo and it was such a rare um, creature, right? 
I mean, yeah, of course you can recreate it on on AI, and you know, but it's just it's also it's also the same like you go to Google um, and literally screenshot it, right? It's it's literally the same thing. It's the same um, with people creating composite in 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 photography and claiming it's real it's real uh, photo experience. So I did. It hasn't changed in that sense um, for me. Like, you know, it's uh, people, if people want to alter a photo, they can do it even before the AI happened. Um, now it's just a lot easier to do it. <laughs> True. Speaking about art photography, um, of course, we have to talk about exhibitions. And we've done, we've done uh, four exhibitions back to back. Um, last month in May in Bali. Can you share with us a little bit um, about the behind the scenes, how it got to happen and maybe moving forward, what can we expect? Is there anything photographers can look forward to um, and get and participate in? Yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, um, so in, in the month of May, we held a 10 days um nft bali art week right um it's a four exhibition back to back um and it it went crazy right um i mean i had the idea about two years ago i had a chat with um ruan then um this other um nft artist um called Zenafi. um and last or oh, this year it was uh, sorry already felt like it was last year this year i think in the beginning of this year you know, um, I, I, uh, we have the idea, we talk about it and then Frank kind of come in and, and push that's like, Hey, like, you know, let's do this. Like, let's do this. And, you know, he, he was, um, I must say, I, I owe a lot, I owe it a lot to you, Frank, because without you pushing that, I don't think I would, I would, I would push Ty and, and get to where we are today, but that was a good example of the power of community right um like like what like what i mentioned earlier you know frank myself and ruan are not big names in the web tree um you know maybe frank with um you know with all the pfp uh, events that he has um held and ruan with the metarupa but i'm i i can say i'm nobody right and we were able to um create such a global impact where we reach um about 1 million um people in twitter where we have 15 communities joining um our uh, our movement our event even though most of them you know um some of them we already know beforehand but uh, half of them we didn't know beforehand right um, and they trusted us. They trusted to be part of this event. They don't even know how it's going to turn out. But, you know, we have such a strong mission to be able to create a bridge between the local and uh, the international uh, NFT scene, uh, create a bridge between the emerging, the underrepresented and the established um, artists, as well as between the founders, the investors, and um, or like collectors and the artists. Right. Um, I'd, um, you know, we, we had 7,000, about 7,000 plus submission, which was insane. Um, I think, you know, when we were planning this, we were like, so what happened if we only have 500 submission, you know, <laughs> you're going to the worst case. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was crazy how it, it, 
it it just blew up from there right um now everybody heard of the art week everybody heard of the nft um nft bali event that we've held the exhibitions uh world of women jump in nft asia obscura dao jump in and the hug and you know many other big communities that you know i i could say i mean why would you trust us? You guys are well-known in this space and you trust us. We never um, put anything like this, but this is the power of community. This is the power of having that vision, you know, wanting to give back to the community. Um, and from there, um, we have helped a lot of artists who never been exhibited because we did um, a blind curation and we wanted to focus on art. Right. So the curators didn't get access to the name of the artist and they literally um, judge based on the art itself. Right. And these are cross platform um, curators as well. And they asked us, it's like, um, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert in this thing. Like, how do we judge it? And this is where, you know, it come back to, to that that question that you guys have. Uh, what is art to me? And that's what we say to the curators. Just pick the one that truly speaks to you, to your heart, right? Um, um, so, so yeah, through that success, we, um, you know, there is um, um, an Indonesian Independence Day and World Photography Day, which coincide next to each other. And we are holding um, a World Photography Day here in Bali and most likely going to be a another showcase in Beijing uh, commercial space as well. So we're very excited um, about that. And again, um, you know, one of our big mission is to be able to give back to the community. Um, we want to be able to invite the local photographers and show them what is the Web3 about so that they have an opportunity um, to understand what it is all about. And at the end of the day, it's their, it's their choice to whether they want to join or not, but at the very least, they have the opportunity to join in. So yeah, look, um, guys, you know, the submission is going to open up very slow, uh, very shortly. So if that's something that uh, if you are photographers and you want to be exhibited here and uh, possibly showcase in Beijing, it's it's a good time for you to um, to check that out. Um, you know, just um, a little plug there, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plug, plug away. Yeah. Um, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. We're, we're nearing the end of the, the podcast. Um, on that plug, or if anyone's listening and kind of wants to reach out to you with any questions, where can they find you online? So um, the best way for you to find me is type in the wicked hunt um, and you'll find me across all social media with the same handle i'm very lucky that um, not many people have um, already taken that or not um, no one have taken that um, so it's it's um, across all of the platform it's just at the wicked hunt um, if you are wanting to learn how to take a better photo uh, to become a better photographer to be able to find through happiness and fulfillment, through your passion, whether you'd like to, you know, be able to win awards, to be able to earn from your photography, or to simply be able to take a photo that you can be proud of, that you can share with your friends and families and create a legacy that you can share with the rest of your 
with generations to come, then I'm here to help um, to, um, to get you to where you need to be in the shortest possible time so that you can focus on what truly matters. Uh, so we'll definitely make those all the information uh, easily available. Um, to wrap things up, though, what's a what's a kind of a closing message or a, a, a message or a thought you want to leave? Mm. Probably more particular, the creatives, the artists, the photographers in Web three already or looking to be in, in Web three. What's a closing uh, thought you want to leave them? Ooh, that's a tough question. I think um, I'm gonna go back to you know my mission um, and a lot of the things that I do. You know whether it's through uh, my podcast, my Instagram post. Um, it's always a long form and it's always about this. And um, I'm just gonna resonate it here. And it's about um, we only have one chance to make this life truly the life that when one day we are at the end of it, we don't want to be able to look back and live with regret, right? So if you always wanted, you know, if you always wanted to try something, to do something, to um, be able to experiment, experience different things, I'd say go for it. Um, because at the end of the day, what you really, um, you know, there's a lot of fear, there is a lot of uncertainty, there is a lot of uncomfortableness, if that's a word, that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> trying, going outside of your comfort zone and trying new things. But at the end of the day, what you really need to ask yourself is, what is the cost of doing it versus the cost of not doing it? And, you know, when you are there lying on your dying bed and look back to your life, would you live with regret or would you be okay with everything that you have ever come across? So yeah, look, don't don't be afraid of failures. Go out there, try new things. And if it meant to be, it really, um, it will be yours. If it not meant to be, then don't worry about it. Love that. Great piece of advice. And that concludes it. So thanks for that, Stanley. That was a good chat. We're, I'll, Click the recording off now.